0: Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast. This sermon is from the life of the church. For more messages like this, please see our website at www.venturechurch.co.za. We hope you enjoy this message.
1: I was just saying just now, it's amazing how I still get a little bit nervous before I have to preach, and honestly, it's, a, it's actually a good thing. I remember when I was taught public speaking, the guy said to me, the important thing is that you teach the butterflies to fly in formation. But can I say that as Christians, we just ask the Holy Spirit to make sure that he's in our hearts before we give a message. Right, so we're talking about the apostolic, and uh, it's good that we keep remembering the apostolic. And uh, just a little bit of a recap quickly. Um, on what has already been said. So in on week one, Francis introduced us to the apostolic, and in short, apostolic is to go. And then there is the gift of the apostles, which we don't all have, but we have the commandment of the apostolic, and that is to go. Week two, Michael took us through the apostolic heart of God. He showed us through the scriptures what the apostolic was about and how important the apostolic is to God. In week three, Eulandi gave us no excuses as to why we don't go on apostolic adventures. And that's what they are. They're adventures. You go whether you're male or female, married or single, young or old, a child, it doesn't matter. The apostolic is for everyone. And so today I'm going to to show you, hopefully, why we need the apostolic and why the apostolic needs us. So let's start by using our imaginations. Come on a trip with me. You are this amazing painter. Now imagine it, and I mean, you know, I'm standing here in the Judge Junior's home and I'm just seeing all Sarah's artwork here, and it's like, oh wow! So you are this amazing artist. You paint almost every day, whether it's filling in some small detail of a painting that you've done or creating a whole new image. But you have hundreds of these paintings, but you never share it with anyone. You don't give those away as gifts, you don't sell them, you don't let anybody see them, you simply hide them away up in your attic where nobody goes. Because you're not prepared to take that risk. And then you die. Very suddenly. One day you're there. Next day you're gone. And so all these other people are coming into your home now to sort out things and to to give things away or to sell things or whatever it is. And they go up into the attic and they see all these beautiful, beautiful paintings. So they bring in an, an assessor forgot to get the original name, but they bring in an assessor and the assessor looks at these paintings and he goes, wow, these are magnificent. And immediately, these things are put into a gallery and they sold and the family member who was next on the list to get all the things earns all this money. There was a rich inheritance for that painter that they never, ever took advantage of because they were too scared to be vulnerable. So, imagine if you could see the gift or the talent that God has given you as as one of those paintings. And you've been given this amazing gift that you can make use of, but you're hiding it away. You're putting it away because you're too scared to be a little bit vulnerable to be a little bit adventurous. So, my point number one is setting up my message today. Let's have a look at Romans 12, verse 6 to 8. Romans 12, verse 6 to 8. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Show mercy cheerfully. Yes, just like that very um, loud bike driver who just went past. I need to show him mercy. Understand that that... This list is not exhaustive, but it's a start. It's a starting point for us. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 to 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 to 12. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. That to me says that the gift that you are given and you are given and you are given are not more special because the same Spirit has given them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So it doesn't matter if you are the tea server or the preacher. Those gifts are the same in the eyes of the Lord. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. This is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miracle, miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between Spirits, to another speaking different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Keep that in mind, because I'm going to be talking a little bit later about being on an apostolic trip. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 13. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. So probably you're going oh this is a preach on the gifts no it's not i'm trying to show you that each and every single one of us has been given a gift to build up the body of christ a gift to make disciples a gift to go out and talk about jesus a gift to pray for somebody and see them healed we have each been given Gifts, and that's the point I want to make here. Not one of you sitting there can go and say, I got nothing. Because let me tell you, you are hiding your beautiful paintings because of fear to step out. Do you know that the heart of God is for all nations? God's heart is for all nations. And if we're sitting here and not making use of our gifts, we're not going to get to the heart of God. We're not going to be walking in the heart of God. We, we sang a song earlier and I just thought, oh yes, Lord, I want to know your ways so badly, so badly. And going to the nations is one of them. Revelate, do you know that Jesus is not coming back for the sinners? He's coming back for his bride. And who's his bride? His bride is the church. Jesus is coming back for his church universal. Revelations 19 verse says, let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. These gifts that are spoken about are all about us helping to make the bride ready. We partner with Jesus, and it's not equal partnership. He's the senior partner. We're the junior partner. But we get to partner in making the bride ready. And how do we make the bride ready? We make the bride ready by being willing to step out and and practice our gift, work our gift, share our gift, use our gift. We don't get to make the bride ready by sitting on our beds with our duvets up to our chins and our cup of coffee. Doesn't happen like that. And how do we forget Mark 16 verse 15? That's Mark 16 verse 15. Folks, highlight this. Highlight this passage. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And just so that you know, this is a Tisonakis. the gospel is the message of Jesus. We need to be preaching the message of Jesus. And understand we get this wrong picture that preaching is about doing what I'm doing now. No. <laughs> we preach through our lifestyles. We preach the words that we use. We preach through sharing what we've read in the scriptures for that morning with your, a colleague, with a co-worker, with another Christian. That's all about preaching the good news of the gospel, the good news of Jesus. So, if you profess to love God, I'm sure you do. Walk in the forgiveness of sins and walk in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You have received all the gifts. And folks, You know, there's some people who are list keepers and they go, okay, these are all the gifts that are listed in the Bible. And they make a list. No, no. God is just so amazing. Those gifts are just like a starting point. That's not an exhaustive list. People say to me, but Nadine, how do I know what my gift is? What do you love doing? What do you love doing? I don't love cooking. I really don't. And people who know me well know that I don't love cooking. Cooking. If I can outsource that I outsource it in a heartbeat and it's normally outsourced to Francis or Zach So is that my gift? No, it's not. No, it's not my gift But I can work at cooking. I can still work and make an attempt I can still invite somebody to come for a meal that I've actually cooked the meal But there are things that God has given you that you're passionate about that you love doing and so you do those things but it doesn't mean that you can make, make excuses for not doing other things. Because God has called us to a bigger, bigger picture than you can possibly think of as you're sitting there in your lounge. So if you have given all the gifts, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? So just say with me quickly, I am gifted by God Almighty to do amazing things for Him. Are you ready? Yeah, you ready? One, two, three. I have been gifted by God with amazing gifts to do great adventures for Him. Settle that in your hearts quickly. Settle it. Settle it. So here we go. Just imagine again with me for a moment. We have been told to build a building. And man, the elders, we are praying for a building for Venture Church. But we have now been told we need to build this building. So we need to sit down and say, okay, what do we need? So my head immediately goes, well, I need somebody who will dig because I ain't digging. But I need somebody who will dig and carry the rubble away because <laughs> I'm not doing that. But we need that person. And then we need um, 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 architects and we need um, uh, um, carpenters, and we need plumbers, and we need electricians, and we need, um, we need bricklayers, and can you see? And I've probably forgotten a whole lot of stuff, so don't judge me now, but, but can you see what I'm trying to say? Is the architect more important than the person digging the foundations? No. No. Because each of us need to be working together to build this building. And so an architect, for all of their years and years and years and years and years of study, is not more important than that person digging the foundation. Because if that person doesn't dig the foundation and carry the rubble away, guess what? That building is just going to be a pretty picture on a piece of paper. We are all so important in this building of Jesus' church. So, where does that take us? Well, God has given us a mandate. And uh, if we're going to look at what his mandate is, let's look some more at his word. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. 1 Thessalonians, or as Maureen would say, Thessalonians 5, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just in fact, are doing are you building each other up are you encouraging each other this time has been difficult for a lot of people they've been lonely they've been they've been feeling a little bit abandoned have we been encouraging have we been making phone calls are you inviting some of the single people to come and join you as you watch the church service folks We need to be encouraging one another. I I should have done it, but there are so many one another verses in the Bible. So many of that phrase of one another. We need to be encouraging each other and building each other up. And can I tell you something? Some of the other churches are needing building up and encouraging. And we need to be doing that as well. Ephesians 4 verse 12. Ephesians 4 verse 12. We are to equip His people for works of service so that the body of Christ, not just me, but the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of God. I have met many, many, many amazing people. But I still haven't met somebody who's attained the fullness of Christ. Because we're all on a journey. But you know what? We're not supposed to journey this journey on our own. We're supposed to journey this with other people. We're supposed to help other churches to journey well. We're supposed to help churches in other nations to journey well. We need to help people, churches that are just down the road or in the next to journey well. This is a together journey journey. That we need to be making Titus 2 verse 3 to 5 yeah and you're going really Nadine yes really Titus 2 verse 3 to 5 likewise teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live not to be slanderers or addicted to much too much wine I had to giggle at that old woman are you drinking too much wine but older women need to teach what is good then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to to their husband, so that no one will malign the word of God. All the ladies, and I speak to myself here, ha ha, You need to be teaching the younger woman. You need to be making yourself available to them. You need to be going into other places and teaching younger women. This is a message that that we need to be sharing with younger women to help them in this world. And folks, the world is a tough place. And if you can offer your voice to encourage a young woman in her marriage, in raising children, in in walking a pure life, in being self-controlled, you cannot be sitting in your little home and knitting, understand me, or drinking too much wine. 2 Timothy 2 verse 2 says, And the things you have heard me say, this is 2 Timothy 2 verse 2, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. We don't keep this to ourselves. You know, Francis and I are probably only one step ahead of some of you, but we know that we need to be teaching. Our elders are probably just one step ahead of you, but we know that we need to be teaching. This is so valuable you cannot keep it to yourself. Monty Scholand used to say, what you keep you lose, and look, he might have got it from someone else. But what you keep, you lose, but what you share, you keep. Amazing, hey. What you keep, you lose, but what you lose, you keep. Oh, there's so much can be said about that. Acts five, verse forty two. Acts five, verse forty two. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. There was no, there was no isolating. Ah, oh, church is just for Sundays. The good news, just for Sundays. Oh, and, and, and maybe we get all churchified at Connect Group on a Tuesday or Wednesday. No. <laughs> they never stopped teaching and proclaiming that Jesus is the Messiah. Titus 2, verse 1, and then verse 6. You, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in love, in faith, and in endurance. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled, In everything, set an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Folks, we have been given a mandate from God that we need to be sharing with each other, we need to be looking after each other, we need to be caring for each other. But understand, it's not just in your favorite little group of people. It's not just in your little huddle. It's not just in your little family group. This is to go out and be preached everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. So point number three. So what's the point? Point number three. What's the point? Remember our painter who did not share the gift or sell their paintings? There was no gain for that painter. Nothing. Maybe a little bit of self-enjoyment but no gain for that painter. That painter never ever, ever experienced the fullness of their gift. In the same way, our gifts are not for ourselves. We are called to express them, to share them, to teach others how to use their gifts, to help other people hone our gift. We're in this together. We are not on our own. Jesus gave Everything for us to bring us back into fellowship with him Surely as we give back to him We receive more Jesus gave everything everything Can I say that again? Jesus gave everything And we sit hiding our little gift away because we're too scared Each of us needs to participate in the command of Jesus to go. Each of us needs to participate in the commandment to go. We need to make sure that we're ready to go as opposed to being ready to stay. When Francis and I were at Bible college, there was a saying that said, Ready to go, but willing to stay. And for many years, I was all like, willing to go sc- to do, I'm willing to stay and maybe I'll go. And God had to do a thing in my heart because I was too scared to go. I was scared that He was going to send me to Timbuktu. And there really is a place called Timbuktu. But I was so scared that He was going to send me to Timbuktu. And what am I going to do in Timbuktu? But as God started working that through my heart, I realized I need to be go- ready to go. At any stage so quick story so Francis had already got this going thing into his head and into his heart he'd even spent three months in Zambia you must ask him the stories and now here we are married couple and we have the opportunity to go to Lesotho on an apostolic mission or apostolic visit and when we look at the date we realize ah that's over our wedding anniversary. But God had so done something in my heart about going that Francis and I chatted about it and we agreed that it doesn't matter that it was our wedding anniversary, we could always celebrate the next weekend, we would go. So off we go with great excitement to Lesotho and when we get to Lesotho they tell us that we are sharing dorms. Girls in the one dorm, boys in the other dorm, or women in the one dorm, men in the other dorm. And I just sat there and I said to the Lord, this is just not right. (laughs) Here we said we would come regardless of the fact that it's our anniversary. I thought at least I would have a room to share with my husband. And now I can't even share a room with my husband. And the ministry ended up being such that I was separated from him for the entire day. Great anniversary. Can I tell you what an amazing story we came back with of what God did in that time because we sacrificed our anniversary. Does it mean we're not married? or We didn't enjoy or we didn't appreciate? No, but it was secondary to what God had asked us to do. God had said, go. We said, wedding anniversary. God said, go. We said, wedding anniversary. God said, go. We went. And the blessings, man, out of this world. So we need to be ready to go. Are you putting aside a little bit of money every month? You know, even if you don't use that money for yourself, are you putting a little bit aside in order to bless somebody else who might be going? We have a mission account for the church. Folks, even if you put 50 Rand into that mission account, you making it possible for us to reach into more nations because of what you've contributed. You get 12 days of leave, put two days aside. We have enough public holidays in this country that you can make a plan, but you can put two days leave aside. Two days. You only need two days to go to Zimbabwe. You only need two days to go to Mozambique. Folks, two days. You can actually even do Zambia, but then you need to have approximately 8,000 or 9,000 rand in your bank account for the flight. Two days. Two days that you're giving to Jesus to go is that difficult no understand the apostolic needs you and it needs you because it's the command that Jesus has put you need to go and if you think it's only the teachers and the apostles who go on apostolic trips think again think again so we've been on a couple of trips now And can I tell you what I dream about having on a trip? I would love that there was somebody who could spend time with the children, just ministering to the kids, doing a fun activity with the kids when we go and visit a church. Then it would be great if there was somebody who could speak to the youth and spend time with the youth and and, and talk about things happening in their lives. Because, you know, from the age of 13 to about 19, kids are strange. They're weird. They're just different. And if there could be somebody who understood that and could then go and just minister with them and talk to them, then somebody who could talk to the older people and to tell them, hey, being old doesn't mean it's over. Ah, Francis always tells me there's no retirement in, in Jesus. There's, there's no retirement. You can... We need somebody who ministers to the young fathers, who ministers to the young woman, who who ministers to married couples. Can I tell you, Francis and I were in Zambia, and uh, the Sunday morning, um, as we're driving to the church service, and let me tell you, the road that you drive on um, is scary. The the dongers and the dips are so big that a couple of times, I thought the car was going to flip over. But on the drive, this very, very tense drive to church, We get asked, oh, um, would you please do a a, a marriage uh, talk this afternoon uh, with some of our people? (sighs) We have to be ready at the drop drop of a pin to be able to speak about the things of Jesus. But there we were, speaking to the married people. Now, it would have been great... If there'd been another married couple there, Sean Prince was with us on that trip and he did an amazing thing preaching into another church because we had somebody who could go to another church. And you know what? He only got asked that on the Saturday. So understand, we need people to be going on those apostolic trips. Because when there's only three of you, you come home exhausted because you've had to do so much. And your heart is full and ready to do so much. But can you imagine if we had a team of 10 people going? How much more we could do for the apostolic? Just how much more? We actually, it would be great if we just had somebody who came with just to pray. Just to pray and pray and pray. And and while we're preaching, they are praying. We could have a full-time prayer person with us. How wonderful would that be? And you know, it would even be great if we took some people along who could do the catering. Because when you come back from a full day of ministry and then you still have to cook a meal, it's just a little bit of a burden that you don't have to carry if there was someone who could do that for you. First, can you see there's a big picture here? There's a big, big picture. Because we serve a big, big God. Then, if you can't come on a trip, there's so many ways that you can help. And landed dealt with it so well in her preach last weekend. So go and listen to that. Go and listen to ways in which you can help the people who, who, who are going when you're staying. You know, you could even do putt course for people going on a trip. Do you know that the trip to Zimbabwe is long? It's long. And, uh, and if you could have somebody just packing a little bit of putt course for that long trip, it just makes it so much easier. makes it so much easier. And uh, there actually is a trip going to Zimbabwe in December. So folks, take care of Lisa while we're gone. Be there for her. her Find out how you can help her. So if you can't, if you can't go, make make sure that you're doing something that can contribute to the other people going. But it starts with your heart. It starts with your heart. I'm ready to go, but I'm willing to stay. But in staying, it doesn't mean that I do nothing. It doesn't mean I do nothing. I participate in this. I, I work in this. I, part, I, I I give to this, whether it's financially, whether it's food, whether it's prayer. But you do something towards it. Understand, God's heart is for the nations and for His church. That's where His heart is, and 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 we need to keep what's on God's heart. In our minds and in our hearts at all times. God is for Venture Church, absolutely, but he's also for the church in Mulder's and the church in Rudapurit, and the church in Linden, and the church in Boxburg, and the church in Stanger, and the church in Tabazimbi, and the churches in Zimbabwe, Zambia, and Mozambique, and the churches in New Zealand, and the churches in Canada, and the churches in Australia. Folks, these are, these are but the few places that Venture Church is ministering into. So how about start saving for a trip to New Zealand? We've got three churches there that Francis and I have, have, have worked in, been partnering with, been spending time with. Come with us to New Zealand. But at the same time, come with us to Tobazimbi. Come with us to Mulderstrift. Come with us, but come with us. There's just something that happens in your heart when you step into another church and you minister in that church. When you go on a trip to Zimbabwe or Zambia or Tabazimbi, let me tell you, Tabazimbi, I know there's a hell because that place is right next to it. It's hot there. Oh my word, it's hot there. But you know what happens in your heart when you walk into that place and people are so excited and eager to hear what God has brought for them to listen to. I can't explain to you how when you go and you visit a partnering church and and you are blessed more than what they actually feel blessed by you, though they do, but there's just something. You start seeing the bigness of God. You start seeing what's on His heart. You start experiencing um the 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 walk of jesus in different ways i i cannot there just are no words to explain to you what happens in your own heart when you go on one of these trips whether that trip is to molder's drift something happens in your heart mike made such a great statement and i'm paraphrasing it but he said we do not see the blessing that comes to the generations that follow when we are obedient. When Francis and I go on an apostolic trip, we planted something in the hearts of our children. And and that has got amazing fruit going forward. So does the apostolic need us? Or do we need the apostolic? I almost want to say that we need the apostolic more. We need to learn to go. Because as we go, we grow. Did you hear me? As we go, we grow into the maturity and the fullness of what Christ has for us. So, what are you doing with the gifts that you've been given by the Trinity? Are you hiding them away? Or are you stepping out and being willing to serve even at your inconvenience? I'll need to preach a whole other message on that, but even at your inconvenience. Our wealth is not what we can take with us. We cannot. Our wealth is 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 about seeing people being freed because of what God, God does in them. Our wealth is, is seeing people being healed because of what the Holy Spirit does. Our wealth is seeing people coming to know Jesus because of what we've shared with them. I cannot wait to get to heaven one day and go, hey, so good to see you. Because I know that somewhere along the line, I was able to bring more to this person because I obeyed Jesus in going. How exciting is that? We need to lead into the nations. We need to be going. We need to be, we need to be putting money aside. We need to be putting leave days aside. We need to, we need to have our minds changed from I need a holiday to hey, I need an apostolic trip. That's that's to be the most amazing thing be intentional and be ready to go michael be ready to go debbie be ready to go sarah judge be ready to go michael harper be ready to go folks are you getting it be ready the apostolic needs you but you need the apostolic as well
0: Thank you for that amazingly practical word. In a second, I'm going to ask Nadine to uh, pray for us, but I want to prepare our hearts. She's made some incredibly challenging statements. Prepare your heart. Get ready to respond to Jesus. The things that she shared with us are the things that are on his heart. So if he's been tugging at your heart, if you've sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you need to, to adjust this. You need to make that, that commitment, even though you might not know the details of how you are going to work it out. Get ready, because you need to respond to Jesus. We don't have to have all the answers. We just have to know the God who does. So I'm going to ask Nadine to come back now, and I'm going to ask her to pray for us. Where you are right now, if you want to respond to Jesus in your heart, I'm asking you, if you're sitting down, stand up. If you're standing up, stand on the chair. Make some declaration that you prepared to stand up and be counted for our God. Nadine.
1: Lord, what an amazing privilege that you call us to go. Lord, I don't know that I would that I would put such a precious, precious thing into my grandchild's hands and say, here, play with it, use it, do what you need to do with it. And yet, Lord, you put this precious, precious mandate that you've said to us go. Build up teach, encourage, you've put it into our hands. Wow. Lord, I pray this morning that we would gird up our loins, that we would get our sandals on to take your good news out there, that we would, that we would plan to take a trip for you, Lord. Father, you have given us so many opportunities, and you say that we just need to go. Lord, your love language is obedience. Help us to be obedient to going. And what, Father, I just know that, that, that when we do go, oh, we receive so much. Father, this morning I pray that you would just stir up hearts with excitement, almost an anxiety of, oh, when's the next drop? I want to be there. Father, that that there would be a, a, a groundswell within Venture Church, within within the churches around us, It says we want to go and we want to do more for Jesus each and every single day. Thank you, Lord. Be blessed.
0: Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that it was a blessing to you. If you want to connect with us further, log on to our website, venturechurch.co.za or connect with us on our various social pages, Instagram and Facebook.